0: oh hello there ladies now what the hell is going on at the moment there is some serious controversy uh floating around our circles and today we are going to dive into it i was so tempted not to dive into this topic because it's so polarizing but um we have to so look i'm ashley And I'm Andrea. And we are the Wellness Women. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening in. Thank you to everyone who are our regular listeners. We love you guys and all the feedback and the emails. We really appreciate you taking the time to connect with us. Um, And that was actually uh, why this topic came up today. It was sparked by a couple of our patients and some emails we received and we're like, wow, what the hell? I mean, I don't know what they're talking about. And then we realized it's a documentary that I hadn't seen and uh, we dived in there and we both got into it, didn't we, Andy? We both sort of went, right, we have to watch this if it's if it's turning people's minds so well what are they doing what are they saying and, yeah look you may have seen this come across in all of your social media
1: channels um, you may have even seen some celebrities who are all now posting about it um, I saw this video and I have no idea how it came up in my newsfeed anyway of neo um, I think he's a singer um, was saying oh I've gone vegan now send me some recipes I've watched this what the health documentary um, I, I need your I need your input I need your help to, so I can be a good vegan or whatever. Interestingly enough, he was doing this video standing in the Coca-Cola aisle of the supermarket, which I just thought was such a paradox. But anyway,
0: that's the <laughs> Hey, point. but coca colas vegan. So, you know, you can have <laughs> it. Oh, touche, touche. Um, no, we're not here slam, to slam. Yeah, we're not uh, slamming on vegans today. So if you are vegan, please listen on. We're not, uh, we're not here to, to slam on you. We're not trying to polarize people or, or make anyone wrong. We're just going to have a conversation today um, about some of the, questions and the challenges and debunk some of the stuff we disagree with and of course um, highlight some of the things we do agree with because there's some great things about this uh, film documentary called What the Health
1: so let me give you a little bit of context as well. But Before I do that, I promised I'd give a shout out to Sonia, who was actually a patient that came in today, um, and it was hilarious. She sat down. She said, Andrew, I think I'm going to go vegan. And I just looked at her and I said, you've just watched the What the Health documentary, haven't you? And she's like, oh, how did you know? <laughs> <And> <laughs> hey, it <was> hilarious. Sonia. <laughs> it was hilarious. Because uh, Ash and I had already scheduled this in for us to um, comment on for or for us to do a bit of an expose on. And usually we try not to get like harp on about, you know, the really trendy stuff, because particularly when you get an emotive topic like vegetarian or veganism, it's a really hard thing to discuss. And Both Ashley and I have both got our own personal stories with going down that dietary route as well. I was vegetarian for over 12 years it started when i was in primary school i made a very conscious decision that i wasn't going to eat meat anymore for me i couldn't figure out why we were allowed to decide what lived or died um i did vegetarianism well even then and my mum made sure of it and then through my university days i even became a raw vegan uh i have never been so unhealthy as what I was, particularly towards the end. Um, now I'm a bit more omnivorous. omnivorous. <laughs> That's um, and actually, I know that you've got a similar story with this as well. So please do not take any of this information as us bagging a vegan or vegetarian lifestyle. What we are looking at is debunking myths around certain diets and certain health fads and what the health is definitely a – documentary that pushes an agenda. It was funded by an Indiegogo campaign um, and the all of the executive producers, all of the experts and all of the doctors and the other people who are on it are all vegan. Okay. So just remember that it's coming from an agenda. It's pushing an agenda and it's positioning you to receive this information in a certain way. It is very emotive. It's very vexing as well, particularly when you're talking about consuming animal products, that is a really emotive topic.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, um, you know, I was uh, quite, uh, I guess, bemused um, is probably the word for it when I was listening to some commentary on this. And there was uh, a vegan uh, commentary that was basically saying that any doctor, any dietitian, any health professional that's not condoning or um, encouraging and pro- a proponent of a vegan lifestyle is unprofessional and uneducated and I was like um hello you've just called you know you've called Andy and I out for being unprofessional uneducated because we don't support your viewpoint that's crazy <laughs> um and I mean that in a nice way it's basically we as um healthcare professionals have a duty of care to try and research and to see multiple I guess equations, multiple sides of an equation, to give uh, a choice, and that's what this has always been about: is is freedom of choice to decide what's right for you. So, this this particular documentary was just like I think I, I got into the first ten minutes and had to take a break because it, it was hitting my buttons. Like I was seriously yeah. getting, I um, oh, like I was feeling really irritated by it and I thought why is this getting my goat like what is about this but you know what it really came down to was and this is something that I have always tried to avoid in in my my professional life particularly without patients I don't believe in scare care you know I don't believe mm-hmm. in putting people in a position where they're so scared of something they're going to take your point of view because the alternative seems scarier um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of how this went down because as I watched it, the language was so emotive. The examples they gave were so scary. Um, you know, kids by age 10 had fatty streaks in their arteries. Um, you know, there was just so much stuff that I was like, whoa. And, you know, the one thing that I think this is where I just went, oh, you've got to be joking. (laughs) We
1: always had to put a little explicit um, little note on this podcast. That was hilarious. We don't have a button
0: for that, do we? We don't have a bleep. Um, I always (laughs) had to put a bleep in there because I was like, you know, bleep off. You're kidding me. Um, There was, when they sort of, I I mean, I really have to just say it. Uh, They said that one egg is the equivalent of uh, five cigarettes in terms of the disruption to your longevity. And I was like, okay, now you've really got my goat because since when does a whole food become equivalent to a carcinogen like cigarettes?
1: And And we're actually going to talk about the absolute plethora of scientific literature that – debunks a lot of this stuff um it was funny i was actually super excited to watch this i'm like awesome if this can um oh I, w- I was like really hoping that this would give me an entire new take on vegetarian or veganism that i could get back on that diet if i didn't need to eat animal products i wouldn't i would love to be able to feel as good as i do on an on you know, like a a balanced diet, like an omnivorous diet as what I did um, being vegetarian. I would love that, but it's just not the case for me right now where I'm at right now. Um, so I was totally going into this with an agenda and I was like so hoping that it would debunk everything and that they would give me compelling evidence but it just doesn't even hit the mark, and a lot of the studies that they're talking about are so outdated and very cherry picked as well. Oh,
0: big time! Which, they were going back to the '90s for stuff, and I was like, "Whoa, okay, oh, that's man. 20-something years ago, and that's the latest research you're willing to uh, suggest." Anyway, we're we're we kind of we're digressing a fraction here because we really want to yes. talk today about. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> we're just well, now we're pushing an agenda. We're having our own little thing going on here, but um, but Ash, can I just make a point? So,
1: no matter who you listen to, there's has to be some level of bias no matter what and this always happens whenever you're looking at scientific literature as well everybody cherry picks research no matter what just because that is the basis of human bias no matter what yeah but when you fully state that your opinion doesn't matter and you are unprofessional unscientific if you don't have my standpoint that's when it's dogma that's when it's propaganda so we're always encouraging you to do your own research and to follow what fits for you. And no matter what, there is ever, there is no, never, ever, ever one size fits all diet. So, and they physically state or they specifically state on the documentary that this diet, this vegan diet, this plant-based diet is the diet
0: that will cure all. This is the one diet for all. That is absolutely not true. Okay, so let's – how about we talk about this documentary? Let's break it down because, I mean, there's, there were so many layers to this and I almost didn't know how to tackle it because I was like, oh, do I hit the science? Do I hit the, you know, the conversation? Do I hit the researchers? Do I hit the proposed, you know, people that said they were experts and stuff and I just went, yeah, since when does being vegan make you an expert? are your credentials. Um, but let's just go into two frames here. We'll go – we're going to talk first about the good. Let's talk about all the good stuff we got out of it, why we think it could be a really great way to kickstart some – Changes in your eating habits because there was a lot of really good foundational information that mm. I totally agree with. I'm like, well, yeah, hell yeah, that's that's something we should all be doing. That's I agree with that. We talk about that. We've suggested that before, um, and then we'll talk about some of the things we're challenged by. And I won't call it the bad points. I'll just talk at the challenging points where we may disagree in some way or we may have a different view on that. So hopefully, ladies, if you're listening, you you think, okay, cool. Let's get the pros and the cons from this, and we'll leave it to you to make up your own mind and for sure go out there watch the documentary for yourself um, because I think it's something that is great in this day and age because we're so challenged with so much false information. There's so much um, fake news, so much stuff that's uh, pushing agendas. There's so much money under the table in research that you just don't actually know what's real and what's not. Even we have a massive challenge. Um, I mean, this is this. This topic today, I can tell you, I've put in probably three, four, five hours worth of reading, viewing, listening, watching time. And that's, mm. that's a long time in, uh, in terms of what I've normally do for things because I've got a pretty baseline good knowledge on a lot of stuff. But this really pushed me because I was like, well, hang on. You know, we're coming up against a documentary that purports to be purely scientific and purely research based. So let's talk about what they found that actually really is true and is good. I mean, for me, the big one was they're basically saying, long story short, in a nutshell, the standard American diet, which we call the SAD diet, um, is connected with cancer. You know, there's a correlation between a SAD diet and cancer. Absolutely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. You know, another good point they pushed was remove processed meats from your diet. 100% agree with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we, I mean, we've already covered that before, but mm. and I think that everyone knows what our standpoint is on that because of what they're doing to it and everything else, and also because of the way that it's produced. So those CAFO produced meat products, so that controlled feeding operation stuff, we know that the all of the animals are pumped full of antibiotics hormones as well. They're fed terribly and they're also treated terribly. So we absolutely do not support that.
0: Yeah. And then what happens after that is then, you know, the processing, the canning, I mean, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't be eating processed meats or canned meats or hot dogs or things that are, um, that have been preserved because uh, in a non-natural way, because I mean, this is, The truth, the research says they're a class one carcinogen, which is in the same group as asbestos, cigarettes, and, well, plutonium, as they said in the documentary. And I don't disagree (laughs) with that. That's absolutely true. You know, all of them have the capacity to change human biology and we don't want that so yes remove processed meats um, and of course your diet does have a correlation with cancer diabetes and heart disease uh, that shouldn't be rocket science that shouldn't be new news to you listening because you girls are educated you've been tuning in and uh, getting the information for a while but if it's just a reminder to say yeah okay cool i'm on the right track you know I, i'm not having those things that would be ideal Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, I love what they say about dairy, to be honest. I Mm. was pretty into that. Um, They actually said something that I've been saying to my patients for years. Uh, Look, I'm just... Personally, I'm not a fan of dairy products. Um, I don't like the impact that it has on the system, the way it changes biology, the fact that it has the effect that it has on hormonal production as well. Um, It can really upset that that estrogen balance for a lot of women. And there's certainly an association between dairy intake and things like endometriosis. Um, I call ice cream cow pus and I have for years, so I thought it was actually hilarious that on the documentary they also talked about that – you know, um, consuming cheese was pretty much just consuming cow pus. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, in, but this is not true of all dairy as well. There is unpasteurized, unhomogenized or or raw milk dairy products that can be very beneficial for some people in some circumstances. We are the only species on the planet that continues to consume the lactation product of another animal um, and or that actually does consume the lactation product of another animal and continues to do so after infancy. Um, Now, is that a good enough reason not to consume dairy? Well, there's also no other animals on the planet who also use iPhones, but uh, you can make up your own mind about that.
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely and look most people are actually lactose intolerant um, in varying degrees aren't they so that's the big challenge is do you know whether you are lactose intolerant um, because are some of the health concerns you have you know allergies and um, gut health you know it's immune system stuff hormonal challenges is that just a simply a response you know your body's immune response to an irritant and that can be the case with dairy so it's a really great idea I mean I'm dairy free um because Mm -hmm. i found that with feeding oliver even the slightest bit of dairy really triggered off him and i thought well hang on you know, clearly I'm to some degree dairy intolerant too. He certainly is. Um, so it was a really good push to go complete and absolute. Um, yes. I didn't mind sort of sneaking in a few of the sort of more um, uh, fermented dairy. So then I went, okay, you know, I don't need it. It's fine. So in some ways it's kind of cool because I've gone uh, cold turkey on any dairy whatsoever. Um, but yeah, totally agree. You know, the majority of dairy is not produced in a way that's healthful. Um, so yeah, consider that and yeah the documentary highlights that uh, with no gray zone it's black and white they just say no dairy dairy is bad for you so um yeah that's that's certainly something i agree with in that um and look i think there there is an ethical reason to that too isn't it because really what we're doing is artificially keeping animals in a state of lactation so yeah, uh, you know that's oh, I mean, okay so any woman who's so ever had a baby like just imagine you're just kept breastfeeding for ever and after for years and years on end whether you want to or not whether you have a baby or not you're just kept as a breastfeeding woman so that they can come and take your milk and walk away with it um we can't understand that that's not cool and there's a few health concerns for us as humans well that would be the same for animals as well we're not biologically designed to stay in a state of lactation constantly yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, one thing that I love that the documentary does is it helps you to think about following the money. Yeah. So it talks a lot about the sponsorship behind some of the big associations. So, for example, the Heart Disease Foundation or Association, um, and these are all American-based because it is a U.S.-based doco, mm. Um uh what else there was um some cancer association um there was a spe- it was a specific breast cancer pink ribbon um sort of campaign uh there was the i think was it the diabetic association. anyway there was a whole bunch of different health associations that looked at the sponsors of that and the donations that they've received. And they're all from, you know, very big food companies. Um, So I think that's really important. And also looking at the the monetary implications of certain um, drugs. So essentially they're calling out big pharma and, you know, big agricultural industry. And I think that's awesome because that is definitely something that we need to think a lot more about. And also it helps us to not take health advice from these government associations that may not be giving us the best advice for our health because it's still a business.
0: Well, we um, know that the case with the food pyramid, hey? We um, mm. had Dietitians Association pushing a food pyramid for decades and we know that it's wrong. <laughs> so um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it is time to question and it's a great thing to be questioning and it's a great thing that it highlights is that don't uh, follow all the advice, um, but it also highlights the confusion because within the government bodies themselves, they actually contradict each other. So that's really <laughs> uh, really challenging for us as consumers uh, to understand well, hang on, if there's a couple of different government bodies and they're saying different things, who's telling the truth? Well, that's a great question. Um follow the money figure it out it is so confusing and then you get Mm -hmm. a documentary like this that i think adds fuel to the fire which leaves people questioning at the end of it well maybe i should be vegan and it's like oh well hang on we're missing a few key points here so um yeah there's a few really important things there i liked they also talked about you know the issue of okay so a lot of people say oh well i'm going to be vegetarian but i'll eat fish and you know Mm -hmm. the risk of um, some of the heavy metals and pcbs and issues with regards to fish consumption based on where they come from and what. uh, Level in the food chain they are. So, whether they're bottom dwellers or, you know, filter feeders or whether they're high up the food chain. So, yeah, it's absolutely important to have a consideration of that stuff. But essentially, they've made it so scary and terrifying to even consume fish. Um, Now, we know from an evolutionary perspective, if you bite into the evolutionary, uh, I guess, approach, is that the evolutionary biologists believe that the human brain developed and Became this higher order thinking capacity thanks to the consumption of animal-based products and the fats involved in those products. So, you know, our brain is predominantly fat. That's in itself telling you the needs of the human body that it coats nerve cells with fat. You know, like it's um, the myelin sheath is predominantly a fat coating. So, as soon as we start to remove anything that is fat-based, so you know, meat is got a lot of fats in it suddenly you're going okay well now are you starting to end up with these fat deficiencies so yeah that's you know that's the challenge and then this is where this all came up for me i was like but hang on hang on hang on hang on and it really came down to the neurology the brain and the nervous system we know it needs fat <laughs> um, oh definitely um
1: and let's go down that rabbit hole for a little while because yeah. what a, a big point that they've made on the documentary is about heart disease yes, and the role of fat in heart disease. And they made some very, you know, strange um, accounts of things saying that by just consuming one bite of, of dead meat, you know, obviously what they're talking about is animal based products. It actually paralyzes the arteries instantly. I find that very hard to understand and I could not find any scientific literature whatsoever that supported that theory at all. Now, when they're talking about this whole fat idea and heart disease in particular, um, essentially what they're referring to is that diet heart hypo uh, Hypothesis, let me try that again. (laughs) We're recording late at night here, ladies. Uh, Sometimes (laughs) my words are failing me. Um, They're talking about the Heart-Diet Hypothesis. Now, this has been around since the early 90s. It was started by, sorry, the early 1900s. and it has been called out so many times because a lot of this research actually dates back to the 1940s and the 1950s. Um, and it was very quickly disproven when there was more eloquent research that actually came out. And even the researchers who supported the stance that saturated fat causes heart disease have since reversed their stance as well. Ansel Keys, who we've talked about um, on the podcast before, um, was kind of the guy who started this whole thing in the first place. And he has even come out saying that essentially he was wrong, that when you look at an unrestricted diet that also includes saturated fat, it has minimal effect to serum cholesterol levels, mm. hence, hence heart disease. Um, this is a really persistent misunderstanding within the health population that saturated fat or that dietary fat intake directly impacts heart disease. Now, this is a really hard topic to talk about because heart disease is like a $320 billion industry in the U.S. alone. That was recorded in 2015, but 90% of heart disease can be avoided with diet and lifestyle changes.
0: Yeah, interesting, isn't it? I mean, this is this was, oh, hang on, my bub is screaming. Hold on a second, guys. So, ladies, this may sound a little bit different. In 84 episodes, we've never had to stop an episode prematurely before uh, finishing it. But as you heard from the, the closeout last few minutes, we uh, had a screaming baby in the background. So I had to deal with that and we're back again. But uh, this doesn't change our desire to get this episode done. We could have quit right there, but we didn't because we know that this is just so fantastic. And we were on a roll there. Uh, we were talking about saturated fats and the connection to, um, you know, disease and heart disease and how they were saying, you know, you've got to. Eliminate saturated fats, and we disagree. Um, We think there's an important role of fats in the diet. And I think that we've probably covered that in many, many
1: episodes before as well. And one thing that I had an issue with in particular on the episode, on the the documentary, sorry, Ash, is you were mentioning that they um, compared eating an egg to smoking five cigarettes. Now, at face value, that sounds absolutely ridiculous. And if we're talking about fats and how it's actually impacting your body as well, um, I did some extensive research. Uh, it, we knew this stuff anyway, but I wanted cold, hard facts from peer reviewed, high quality journals for recent information. So, not information that was dating back to the 20s as well. Um, so, here's just a couple. Um, I looked at a study that was the uh, effect of the consumption of eggs on serum, lipid, and antioxidant statuses in healthy subjects. So these were taking healthy people who had um, no elevated cholesterol and were looking at the effect of eggs on their serum cholesterol levels. And what they found is that by consuming eggs, everything was completely unchanged pre and post. And this was over time as well with an increasing level of consumption. So the HDL and the LDL ratios were actually improved and the, anti, and the oxidation of LDL was actually reduced. So that's actually massive. That's a really, really positive study saying how important you know, egg consumption is actually for your cholesterol levels too. There was another study that compared, um, or that, sorry, showed that consuming two eggs per day, so two eggs every single day compared to an oatmeal breakfast, actually decreases your plasma ghrelin levels while maintaining really good,
0: healthy LDL/HDL uh, ratios as well. So I think that's, that's just amazing. amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is amazing, and just proof right there that depending on what you're looking for, you can you can handpick out these studies um, that can either support your omnivorous point of view, which is we say you know um, mm-hmm. a good bit of lean meats combined with a high vegetable intake, um, and you can also handpick out the studies like they've done in this movie about vegan diets and proving that they're good for you know great for good health. And I think that. Look, there's arguments on both sides. There's arguments that there's no human population ever recorded that survived well for multiple generations on a vegan diet, full stop. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's, that's the, the fact right there. However, there's modern, um, I guess people that we know that purport to have great lifestyles, great health on a vegan diet. Um one of those more famous ones is the vegan athlete Rich Roll and he's got a great podcast, you know, millions of followers, millions of listeners. So there's a lot of people tuning into the info he shares. And, you know, and there's that that ethical environmental component to that as well, which is, you know, really a a big advocate for um, and supporting PETA and and environmental and animal protection. So, look, I think it's, you know, we're sort of saying where do we sit on this and the reality is we sit on still – I still maintain a balanced diet that works for you um, because you can have good veganism and you can have really bad veganism. You can have good paleo lifestyle. You can have really bad paleo lifestyle. Like it's really about doing food well and that means – good whole food because you can you can be paleo and just be eating junk and you can be vegan and you can just be eating junk like there's just so much that crosses over in that's those spectrums of junk food versus whole foods diets i wholeheartedly
1: agree ash and i think that both
0: of us have uh
1: been on either side of this fence as well and for me personally it is still an ethical conundrum um and one thing that i really struggle with with if you follow the what the health facebook page um everything on there is certainly you know vegan propaganda um and it's very emotive um pictures and memes and things like that that say things like you can't be an animal lover and still consume animal products um there's you know the two are <laughs> the two are one in the same you know you cannot um just do that. And I find that really, really hard to come to terms with as well. Um, But I don't think that is the point of what we're actually trying to give you a more balanced view of today. And I don't know if it's worth going into just a couple of things. Um, They were were talking a lot about how you can have a completely well-balanced diet if you are a vegan. Um, And I think it's just worth mentioning that Yes, you can do veganism really well and you can create balance, but it's a lot harder. But there are still a couple of nutrients that, one, you cannot get purely from plant-based sources, and two, if you can, the actual bioavailability of that is completely different. So whether or not something contains what that, say, vitamin, mineral, enzyme, nutrient what might be, whether or not your body can actually assimilate that, is a different thing. So for example, um, let's look at omega-3 fatty acids. So that's your EPA, DHA, your long chain fatty acids that are essential for brain and heart health. Um, This is really important for any pregnant women as well. So this is really important for that uh, brain development for your bub as well. And you get this primarily from eating fish. Um, there is no plant-based sources except for algae, um, and I I do not know, and I've never heard of anyone consuming enough algae um, to satisfy this. Oh, you'd because, have to consume truckloads. <laughs> oh, it it would be, and I, I did the math. It's if you take a micro algae supplement to even get enough to convert it so you would have to eat enough algae but then it's not even that bioavailable from what you're consuming you need to be consuming over nine capsules a day of microalgae to be getting enough omega-3 fatty acid conversion um, now yes there are omega-3 fats in walnuts and flax seeders as well but to again get the amount that to actually convert it into what your body needs, you would be chugging the stuff because your body can only convert about five percent that comes from those plant sources. Um, so that that's just an example. And then there's your vitamin K2, um, and that's what helps to make sure that the calcium actually goes to your bones and it goes to your your teeth and it keeps it out of this your soft tissues like your things like your arteries. So that's what vitamin K2 is really good for. And again, that's mostly found in animal products too. Um, and then As B12. Um, There are no plant based sources of this except for, um, actually, sorry, no, there's actually no plant based sources for that. Um, It doesn't come from seaweed or nutritional yeast like a lot of sources will cite because it's not bioavailable in those forms. And this is also why um, 68% of vegetarians and 83% of vegans are deficient in B12. Um, And this is important for your muscle. Um, It's really important for the myelin sheath that goes around your nerve. So essential for your nervous system. Um, It helps with the production of all your red blood cells and folate too. Um, And that's just an example. So that's your omega-3 fatty acids, your vitamin K2 and your B12 as well.
0: Yeah, and then throw in there that there's also the fact that um, we are all bio-unique in a degree and we respond differently to different foods and different diets. So, you know, yeah. like, and so you might be being a really good vegan or vegetarian, but for your body type and for your genealogy and your genetic history, you may not have enzymes or certain gene expression components that allow you to convert assimilate absorb like this is the this is the uniqueness of each of us so um this is why we don't believe that this particular movie is living up to its hype we don't believe that every single person on this planet could be vegan and stay healthy and well not for our current
1: understanding of health. And we're certainly not encouraging you to do one thing or another. Um, What we are encouraging you to do is absolutely do your own research um, and do what sits right with you. And if you are going to be vegetarian or vegan, just do it well and make sure that you are exploring these sources of nutrients that you can as much as physically possible. And we also know that saturated fat does not cause diabetes and we also know that sugar is a really big problem.
0: Yes, and Um, I I want to say something about that movie. <laughs> so we, no, but you know what? In the movie, they said sugar wasn't such a big deal. That it's over, been over, over hyped, and I was like, "Whoa!" Because um, oh. <laughs> you're, I see you put your hands on your head, like, "Whoa, whoa, over Um, Because on this, if you took this this movie literally as it says, um, like around the 10-minute mark, and you can go in there and have a look at this, there was a Doctor the Giving an example of a, a cookie, you know, a sugar-based cookie, and he said it's not the sugar, it's the butter, the shortening fat in the cookie um, that causes the problems. When you eat sugar, you don't get fat straight away, quote, unquote, um, but when you eat meat, you store the fat. And I was just like... Does this doctor actually have any understanding of physiology? <laughs> Yeah. Well, I can't speak for that. (laughs) I can't speak for that, but I had to type it out just to make sure that I quoted right, because you can go in there, listen to around the 10 minute mark, 10 minute, 20 seconds. I think it's in that ballpark there. And I was just blown away. I'm like, no, you're not really giving the sugar cookie example and telling us it's the fat in the sugar that's the bad, the fat, sorry, in the cookie that's bad. So look, um, Another example of sensationalism, another example of sort of cherry picking out uh, data to suit your position. Um, so ladies, you know what? I think, I think you've got the gist of it by now. I think you're really, all of you are really intelligent. Take out of this what you think is right for you. Um. That really, that for me pretty much sums up what we want to say all about this, doesn't it, Andy? It's, uh, yeah, it's really about... <laughs> um, I think to give the most balanced view, I've, uh, there's also been the
1: documentary that's come out at a similar time, which I think is really quite interesting and timely, called The Magic Pill. Um, now correct me if I'm wrong, this was, um, possibly started or produced or funded by Pete Evans. Correct. Um, the, the chef Pete Evans, who I'm sure as most of you know, is a very big supporter of the paleo lifestyle. Um, so I think maybe for us to give like a completely balanced view, we should probably watch that and then critique it in a similar way. Um, but yeah. I think that, uh, one of the biggest takeaways from those things that if you have a really crappy diet and you change it in a positive way, whether that is consuming more plant-based foods or whether it's consuming more whole foods, like if you would, on say a good paleo diet, you're gonna have a benefit. 100%, every time. So I I think that no matter which way you go, if you're improving your diet for the better, you're gonna have a benefit. Um, However, please do it um, in a way that's really supportive for your health. Okay, I think that, um, I think we've definitely covered that there. Um, So ladies, we would love to know what you thought about this documentary. it's what the hell. If you haven't watched it, please go ahead and do so. Um, I'm sure there's heaps of links on YouTube. Not that we're supporting piracy or anything like that, but I'm sure that's a
0: place where you could access it if you haven't already. Well, um, it's only thirteen dollars or so to buy it online and, and watch it. So you know, either way, it's it's informative. Um, yes. I wouldn't I wouldn't go with all the hype. I think I would try and sit there objectively and just take in bits and pieces. Um, I wouldn't suggest that that sensationalist uh, journalism should be a total backflip on your diet and lifestyle. you know I think piece by piece like we've always said, backflips don't usually work. full extremes don't usually work because we revert back to old habits and bad patterns. So piece by piece bring back to basics. we advocate all the time eat real food, eat whole food, cut out the junk food and things in appropriate amounts. So you know that for me was just the gist of it like okay, for all the good, for all the bad at the end of the day, real food. First, always.
1: Yeah, Yep. absolutely. Um, Amen, sister. (laughs) (laughs) All right, ladies. So we want to know what you think. Um, Please communicate with us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the wellness women. If you need any help with this as well, let us know. If you're struggling to find really good sources or really good people to work with as well that can help you to improve your diet, if that is a concern for you, let us know because we can definitely help and we can definitely help to point you in the direction of someone in your area as well. Um, So that's facebook.com forward slash the the wellness women uh, make sure you're following us on instagram underscore the wellness women uh, ladies if you've got any questions or you've got any burning topics that you would love for us to cover um, communicate with us on those channels uh, but until next week be well